Hello, and welcome to the Community IT Innovators Technology Topics Podcast, where we discuss nonprofit technology, cybersecurity, tech project implementation, strategic planning, and nonprofit IT careers. Find us at communityit.com. Welcome, everyone, to Community IT Innovators Podcast. Um, My name is Carolyn Woodard, and I am the Outreach Director for Community IT. And I'm here with Robin Harris, who is one of our senior engineers. Yes, hello. I'm Robin Harris, and I am the um, one of the cloud technology specialists here at Community IT. Um, My primary focus is um, SharePoint migrations. And today, I think you're going to share some information on preparing your files to do a migration. Yes, definitely. Um, Some tips on how to um, prepare your files ahead of time to uh, have fewer headaches during your migration or after. Um, I think the probably the best way to um, have a smooth um, migration is to make sure that you are only taking what you need to the new house. Um, I like to use the the moving house analogy because literally you don't want to have to open boxes in the new house if you didn't need that stuff to begin with. So it's a good time to, you know, get rid of old things, but also it's a good time to um, decide which um, method you want your users to access your files. So in one case, we had a client that, you know, they had the same type of file in many folders for many different client. I mean, you know, their clients. Whereas if they just had um, the the client folder and they could go to that folder that you know corresponded with that client. They could get to that file faster, but it took um, some training along the way. So they um, they did that. They created um, files for their, I mean, folders for their clients, and then folders inside that contained um, the re- the standard documents that they needed for that client. Um, and so, so if you're talking to go back to your house metaphor, if you were moving the house and you had like each of the client was a room right. and the boxes in that room were labeled living room or kitchen, and you might have some things that you have in both places, you know, like, I don't know, um, pencils that you need in your living room and in your kitchen, right. um, but it's, you wouldn't be organizing like a box full of all the pencils from everywhere in your house, just all go pencil box. You'd want the pencils that were in the living room to be in the living room boxes, the pencils that are in the kitchen to be in the kitchen boxes. So they'll be there when you unpack them at the new house. Is that kind of what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, Yes. And that in their instance, that is exactly what they did. Um, They had a pencils box, they had a scissors box, they had, but they were all inside of each individual client, which, um, you know, simplified things for them. Um, And in the long run, it made it easier for um, the employees to be able to find files specific to their client, because some 
um, of their employees were assigned to one client and others to another client, whereas they did, you know, now they didn't have to look through all of um, the clients to find just the folder that they needed. Just a pencil. Yeah, just the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and are there other ways to do that kind of organization? Um that you have had people use? I mean, I wouldn't think that every organization would need to do that analogy of like, it's the living room box, it's the kitchen box. Are there other ways of organizing? Does it just matter as long as it is organized? It just matters um, that it is organized specific to your, you know, your druthers on the other end and thinking about how you want um, things to look on the, on the SharePoint side, as opposed to the service that you're moving from or the server that you're moving from. Do you have advice on sitting down to do this? Because I imagine that for a lot of organizations and the staff that are in charge of doing something like this, like it just seems like an overwhelming project, like thinking again about moving house. And you're like, I should have been packing these boxes up two weeks ago. And now the movers are coming tomorrow and I have to get it done tonight. So is there, do you have advice or suggestions on being able to get it done early? Is it good to have one person in charge? Is it good to have a committee? Do you survey the different people who are using the files and come to an organizational principle that way? Like, what are some ways to break it down so it's an easier task? So depending on the size of the server you're moving from, first of all, if if your files are already overwhelming, then the committee method might be, you know, it might be preferred because then, you know, marketing can focus on just the marketing items and development can focus just on development and so on. Um, however, in some cases, the size of your, regardless of the size of your file, the size of your staff might not be um, conducive to that setup. Um, and in that case, a single person that has Access to everyone who is a decision maker um, is is beneficial. I've actually um, worked with clients in both um, situations where, yes, you know, we have the staff and we will, you know, we as in community IT has had to actually meet with each department, um, make sure that their files are organized the way they want have them explain to us how they want it, and then do the migration. Um, And then I had a relatively small client, I think just like maybe seven staff, um, where just one person was involved. She had a lot of files to organize, but she had access to each person um, that needed to make those decisions. And she just took a month to set up all the folders the way she wanted it on the other end, which, you know, then made made it easy to do the migration because um, in the mapping of files, the destination was already inferred. So I guess that's my next question. I know that you are uh, interested in this, having seen it at a lot of different organizations, our clients, in different, you know, kind of situational awareness of being ready to move their files or or needing to do a lot of work on the files before they moved them. And clearly, as you just said, 
when you're migrating files from a server or a different service to SharePoint, it's very helpful. It you take will take less time for the migration if it's there's a clear path, these files go to this new folder, et cetera. Are there benefits also to the organization? Like are there reasons not to just use a dump truck on your house and put everything in it and then get to the new house and tip it up into the yard and figure it out then? Um, sometimes that's the only way it can be done, you know, especially for an organization that has been in existence for a very long time. The way files were organized has probably changed often, you know, during the course of um, them being in business. So, yeah, sometimes that's the only way to do it. Um, of course, it's not preferred because some things you will never get to because if you're, um, you know, if your business is such that you are always busy, you know, that's that's hard to prioritize, on, you know, after the migration. So, you know, in that case, I would still say um, some minor organization um, is helpful so that, you know, you at least have piles of things. Um, that make it easier to go through, you know, piles of marketing, piles of um, development and organize that way so that then on the other end, after moving day, you can, you know, maybe assign somebody um, the task of organizing the files and getting rid of what you don't want before, you know, actually rolling it out. So can you talk a little bit more about that? I know, um, I'm sure some organizations come down to, they just draw a line of a certain date. They're like any files that are older than that, like either just archive them somewhere where we can't mess with them. <laughs> or, you know, I'm sure people don't want to delete old files, but sometimes you're like, you don't really need a hundred yeah. photos from the gala in 2011. Like that's just, you're not yeah. going to use them, like get rid of them. So I'm sure they can make decisions like that, but in the bigger picture, I imagine that there are permissions issues, right? When you're migrating from one system to SharePoint, where you want to set up your new files, like marketing has access to their files and don't have access to files they are not supposed to have access to. Um, so it seems like you need to do some organizing yeah. whether or not you're feel like you need to. Yeah, that's that's very true. So that's um that's exactly why I recommend that there should be um separate um uh, folders that uh ex you know, the person that is in charge of organizing them has access accordingly and not to not to the things they don't need. Now, is this something that you recommend? people would write down the permissions and the policies instead of just having it in someone's head or have it be quote unquote obvious from the way the files are structured? How do people go about that? Yeah, so we have um, what's what's known as a, um, a folder disposition um, document, which tells specifically the, the source of the file the destination of the file. And then on another page, there is, um, as far as destination, who should get access. The access is assigned the very last day after a migration um, before 
um, turning it over to staff. So they get that invitation and then at that point they should be ready to access their files um, the next day. That seems like something that only the organization can really do. Like yes, IT our, our can't point, decide for you. <laughs> yes, our point our point person decides um, who should have access to each site. And you know, and it's not it's not written in stone. They can certainly move things around, but it's best to have that before um, before the uh, files go live. And then you have that document for anyone who has any questions about it. And then also if you, you know, need to change the structure around in the future or who knows, migrate somewhere else at some point, you have a written document of why you made the decisions you made at the time that you made them. That's very true. Yes. I'm interested in a lot of what we've been well, everything we've been talking about today is to prepare for a migration, uh, in this case, into SharePoint. Um, but I'm sure this would also fit for if you're migrating to some other file share, file storage system. Um, but is there a benefit to cleaning up your files and your file structure and your permissions, even if you aren't planning to migrate? Yeah, um, good file hygiene is always good to practice. Um, if you have saved a file in um, marketing that also be, um, should belong in finance, it's best to then decide which one of these locations that file should live in for good and remove the other one because that eliminates um, confusion later. Um, duplications are never good. Um, that's one of the things that we try to make sure of that duplication is um, one of the things that we try to avoid. I feel like it's human nature. So I think a little bit you're fighting against <laughs> human nature to be like, well, I might need to share this with someone else. And But then you get two versions and somebody's worked on the one that was shared in finance, but the marketing one is the old one. And so you're like, which one is it? I'll just share it again. <laughs> and then you run into these multiple, multiple versions of it. Do you have, um, do you have any advice for organizations that want to embark on that kind of a file hygiene um, process if they're not um, not forced to because they're migrating? Um, is it again, like, is it just one person says, hey, we're going to do, um, you know, like an inventory, we're going to um, put some good practices in place, like what works for organizations? Um, right now, we have a, a client that is trying to decide just that, whether or not, well, Part of the organization actually uses another service to share their documents out of the organization. But the likely those same files exist in SharePoint that the other part of the organization uses avidly. And they're trying to decide now whether to bring their external users from that one department onto SharePoint or to keep them where they are. And in that case, what do they do with their files? Um, the best method is to really, really engage the um, all the stakeholders in, at that level, um, just to make sure that 
A, they can access. Um, do they have internet access? Do they have um, Microsoft 365 or do they use Google? You know, what whatever their needs are is, is something that you should, you know, definitely weigh when you're deciding um, both file location and file access as well as what platform to use. I feel like that is one of the ways that um, SharePoint gets out of control <laughs> is that um, the different people using it have different styles. And so, like you said, having that conversation and having a lot of stakeholders like discussing what they need, what they're used to doing it and why they're used to doing it that way, because it's easier for them or they're just used to it. You know, are they open to change? Um, and then you could surface or discover that like, well, this isn't going to work because all these other people are on Google and they can't be on SharePoint. So then you could find those problems before you find them the hard way. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Can I ask one more question that I'm uh, a little bit um, out of the blue, but I, I feel like I've just been having a whole bunch of um, discussions recently about artificial intelligence and how artificial intelligence um, AI tools, you know, promise they can go through your database or they can go through your archive or they can go through your fundraiser database and, you know, write reports on the data that they find um, there. Um, is that something that if you're planning or already starting to use AI tools to try and, you know, write reports out of your, um, maybe your SharePoint database, um, is that something that having a good policy and good file hygiene is going to help you with? Or is that something that AI can do for you? Um, it's definitely a good idea to have those um, things in place before you engage AI. Um Security is always our number one um, focus, you know, before even when selecting a platform. Um, security should be your number one focus as far as um, who has access to your files. In this case, what has access to your files um, before you engage? Making sure that, you know, sensitive information isn't accessible in the same location where non-sensitive information is um, is accessible is always something you should focus on before um, engaging AI because, you know, AI doesn't know what you as a human know, um, who and what should have access. No, I think that's a great point. I hadn't thought about it that way because I think some organizations, maybe there's like an artificial security in that maybe there's some sensitive information from a decade ago, but it's so buried that a human being that's very busy at work wouldn't really go looking for it and wouldn't be able to find it, even though they would have access to it. But once you unleash an AI tool on those files that the AI tool has access to, then you could, in fact, be turning up, you know, you could just query it of like, what were the payrolls of, you know, whatever. So I think that that is really good advice to make sure you do your data cleanup and your file cleanup before you use yeah. one of these tools. Yeah, definitely. Always stay safe as far as um, security. <laughs> and err on the side of caution rather than, you know, ease, I guess, basically. 
Exactly. And I think that, I mean, you do often find that like a department will just wall its stuff off. Or maybe that's why they don't want to use SharePoint or they don't want to give other um, people, they're worried that someone would have access that they weren't supposed to have. Right. Yeah, that's always um, the question is, am I the only one that can see this? (laughs) And, you know, you have to um, confirm that, you know, that the reason that you are opting to go with Microsoft 365 is because you're leveraging um, Microsoft's attention to um, security and, you know, all of their methods for, you know, keeping you safe as well as your data safe. Yeah, I think that I've read that the new, the co-pilot um, is going to be uh, permissions-based. So it might be able to look in all of the files, but you will only be able to see the ones that you have permission for. Right. But that means, again, you need to have written down who has permission to see what, because if it's not written down anywhere, there's no policy, then there's, you know, you may have people who have access to stuff they're not supposed to have access to. Very true. I have to make sure that, um, yeah, that people understand what the ramifications are of just using AI because it's something brand new. Let's try this rather than thinking first um, about what you have access to and what you want this bot to have access to. Yeah. Yeah. Copilot, right. It's going to be private to your organization, but within your organization, like everyone's going to be able to use it. So what are they going to find? I remember I was at a nonprofit way, way, way back in my career. My first, actually, I don't, I I was still in grad school. So I was, this was like a part-time job, very, very junior, um, you know, entry-level job. And um, my boss's boss had left his pay stub, end of his pay stub in the trash that I had to take out. And it was like lying right out. I wasn't like rooting around or anything, but it was right. There were only like three things in the trash. So I had to like take them out and put them in the trash, the big trash can. And I was like, interesting. I didn't know you could make that much. Right, exactly. (laughs) And I was also like, I don't think he's that smart. Like, (laughs) there's always that. (laughs) Right. And I was like, but you're senior, you're like, as I was like, you know, I kept it to myself, but I was just like, interesting. So, I mean, stuff like that, where you're like, that was just like a physical, like he had just, you know, bonehead move had like put it in the trash. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which now, I mean, they're trying to do more salary transparency, right? So it wouldn't have been yeah, as, right. but that place was super secretive. Uh-huh. No wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Robin. I think we've gotten a lot of good tips uh, today on kind of how to organize yourself to get organized, if that makes sense. And whether you're doing a migration or just want to have a better handle on your own files and your file sharing, your structure and your permissions, and of course, making those policies as well, I think is important, especially as we're getting ready for AI. So did you have anything else you wanted to add or tips you wanted to give us? No, that that covers it for from my perspective. <laughs> Robin, thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Thank you. Community IT does these free webinars and podcasts for our community, and we love sharing our knowledge and experience. If you have more questions or are having trouble with your IT at your nonprofit, please get in touch with us on our website, www.communityit.com so we can start a conversation 
or schedule an assessment. Downloading any of our free resources there will get you signed up for our webinar reminders, and you can attend our next webinar in real time and ask our experts your own questions. If you love podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits.